0: Welcome to the first in an occasional series of podcasts that will accompany our To Kill a Mockingbird unit. This podcast, like the others, will address the topic of the day, showcase our mystery reader competition, and take care of a frequently asked question or two. Today's topic is Scout's first day of school and what we can take away from that scene. Scout's first day at school is certainly an eventful one. Jim walks her to school and she's immediately confronted by Miss Caroline, the new teacher. Miss Caroline is young and full of new ideas, including teaching reading and writing using something called the Dewey Decimal System. And I guess I should say here that I have no idea how the system that we use for organizing books in the library could be used to teach kids how to read and write, but apparently it happened, so we'll just go with it. Anyway, Miss Caroline makes a mess of her first day. She gets angry at Scott for knowing how to read and write, she embarrasses little Walter Cunningham by trying to give him lunch money that he could never possibly repay, and she confronts one of the Yule Boys about his cooties, or... Headlice. The day ends with Miss Caroline crying on her desk, being comforted by the gallant Little Chuck Little. Scout's enthusiasm for school is totally drained until Atticus fixes it later by allowing her to continue to read and write. Let's look at a passage from this chapter. You can find this on page 16.
1: Miss Caroline was no more than 21. She had bright auburn hair, pink cheeks, and wore crimson fingernail polish. She also wore high-heeled pumps and a red and white striped dress. She looked and smelled like a peppermint drop. She boarded across the street, one door down from us, in Miss Maudie Atkinson's upstairs front room. And when Miss Maudie introduced us to her, Jem was in a haze for days. Miss Caroline printed her name on the blackboard and said, "This says I am Miss Caroline Fisher. I am from North Alabama, from Winston County." The class murmured apprehensively. Should she prove to harbor her share of the peculiarities indigenous to that region? When Alabama seceded from the Union on January eleventh, eighteen sixty-one, Winston County seceded from Alabama, and every child in Maycomb County knew it. North Alabama was full of liquor interests, big mules, steel companies, Republicans, professors, and other persons of no background. Miss Caroline began the day by reading us a story about cats. The cats had long conversations with one another. They wore cunning little clothes and lived in a warm house beneath a kitchen stove. By the time Mrs. Cat called the drugstore for an order of chocolate-malted mice, the class was wriggling like a bucket full of Catawba worms. Miss Caroline seemed unaware that the ragged, denim-shirted, and flower-sack-skirted first-grade most of whom had chopped cotton and fed hogs from the time they were able to walk, were immune to imaginative literature. Miss Caroline came to the end of the story and said, Oh my, wasn't that nice.
0: Thank you, Mystery Reader. And, as a quick aside, if you think you know the identity of the Mystery Guest Reader, be the first one to reveal her identity by leaving a comment on the post in my blog for this podcast, and I'll send some bonus points your way. So... What do we find out about Scout's first day at school? Well, first, it's clear that Scout and everybody else views Miss Caroline as an outsider, even though she's from someplace in North Alabama that's very similar to Maycomb. If you're looking for evidence that the town is insular, this is a good place to start. And let's have a break for a definition here. The word insular, that's spelled I-N-S-U-L-A-R, is an adjective that means of or pertaining to an island or islands, or narrow-minded or illiberal provincial. Also, you'll notice that through the rest of this part of the chapter, Miss Caroline tries to do things a little differently. She tells the story of a cat, which only makes these kids, who are so accustomed to hard physical labor, squirm. We rarely think of imagination as a luxury, but this part of the novel certainly argues that it is. Later, she introduces a new system of teaching and attempts to keep Burris Yule in school. The reaction of the children, who we would normally think would be flexible and accepting of change, shows that Maycomb as a place is unaccustomed and even resistant to change. In a way, Miss Caroline is like us as readers. She's unfamiliar with the ways of the town, and, like she does, we need a guide to teach us the ways of the town before we can really get any work done. Scout is her guide on the first day, and ours through the rest of the novel. So from this scene, we can observe that Maycomb is insular, resistant to change, and awfully poor. Do you have any other observations from this scene? Feel free to post your observations on your blog. If you do... Think about leaving a comment on this post to let everybody know that you have some good ideas over on your blog. Now for an answer to a frequently asked question. One question that I get often at the beginning of the novel is, does the book ever say why exactly Scout and Jim call their father Atticus? Well, the answer is no, it doesn't. So then the question you need to ask yourself as a responsible scholar of literature is, why have something like this in the novel that stands out so much? Or, asked differently, why is your spidey sense tingling right now? Obviously, there's not a right answer for this, but I'll give you my feelings about the whole first name issue. I think the novel has Scout and Jim call their father Atticus in order to reinforce the idea that the Finch family is different or unique in Maycomb society. Notice how formal all the children are to the various adults. It's always Miss Maudie or Miss Stephanie, never just a first name, and it's always sir and ma'am, and you'll find in the novel that the children are corrected for not speaking properly to their elders. So when Scout and Jim call Atticus Atticus, as opposed to father or dad or daddy, it marks the finches as, to a small extent, willing to do things a little differently. I mean, nothing huge, no ritual tattooing of the children or shaving their heads or anything, but just a, a little out of the mainstream. So that's it for our first podcast. Um, If you have any comments about what you've heard today or any requests for future podcasts, feel free to either email me or leave a comment underneath this blog posting. So until next time, happy reading and happy blogging.